0: Jamal Crawford ranks Zach Levine 6th in his top 10 shooting guards in the NBA list. We're going to talk about that list a little bit on today's episode. We're also going to talk about the biggest questions that the Bulls need to answer in training camp. And lastly, uh, Ryder asked, will, the Chicago, will Chicago Bulls GM AK be on the hot seat by season's end? We're going to talk about all these topics and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, holding it down for the channel. You guys can follow the channel, more importantly, at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we're going to be talking about Jamal Crawford's ranking of the top 10 shooting guards in the NBA and Zach Levine uh, being ranked sixth on this list. So his top 10 is Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Bill, Zach Levine, Clay Thompson, DeJounte Murray, Tyrese Maxey, and Austin Reeves to round out the top 10 on that list. Now, you know, he was doing this live stream on Bleacher Report, and a lot of people had the question of Austin Reeves being ranked in the top 10. And, you know, here's what I'll say, is I think Jamal Crawford can be a little bit of a prisoner of the moment, but I also think that maybe Jamal Crawford sees a little bit of himself in a player like Austin Reeves, right? I mean, as far as, like, a player that really had to to grind to, like, show and prove that he deserves his, his, his spot, right? And to be a player that really fits in and isn't a star-level player at all, even though one could say if you're ranking him in the top 10 shooting guards, what are you trying to say there? But, like, I do think that, you know, he sees maybe a little bit and he respects that as an athlete on what Austin Reeves has had to do to really get to that point that he's made it in the NBA, getting paid this offseason, things like that. Other people did have issue with Klay Thompson being ranked 7th on this list considering, you know, how hurt Klay Thompson has been and things like that recently. Um, But let's talk about Zach Levine being ranked 6th on this list. Right, and it it really does put in perspective. I think, and I say this all the time, when it comes to being a fan of a team, when you're so zoomed in on a team, you do one of two things, right? You either overvalue or undervalue them because you see their flaws so much because you watch the team day in and day out. You start undervaluing them for what they are around the league. And Zach Levine being ranked in the top ten should be a surprise to nobody. Zach Levine is absolutely a top ten shooting guard in this league, and honestly. Hopefully, this season, with being healthy and making some improvements and and minor adjustments to his game and, you know, just stepping up in the right moments instead of making mistakes, he can even be higher on this list. Zach Levine is an absolute talent on the Chicago Bulls team. And when you have players and people who try to, you know, really come at him and say and, you know, judge him for things that he's never been, right? Or never said that he was, no, Zach Levine is not a number one on a championship team. Zach Levine is not a generational talent. He is not the type of player that's going to just. By, solely just within his own is going to push you to get like get out the first round of the playoffs or something like that. We've seen that. We know that. We understand that. I think even the most uh, optimistic people when it comes to Zach Levine can admit that that's just not who Zach is. But to to act like Zach Levine is still not one of the top players at his position in the NBA is just asinine. And Zach Levine still has to prove it. He has to stay healthy. He has to come in and, and just step up in the biggest games possible. And that's why And everything that I've talked about with Zach and the expectations heading into next season, it's really built around strictly him stepping up in the right moments, making the right decisions, right? Not allowing the refs to get in his head, not doing the dribbling off his foot things in crunch time, right? That's what we want to see from Zach, better decision-making. But Zach's skill set and what he has and what he's shown himself to be when he's fully healthy— is one of the best players, one of the best scorers in the game of basketball, and so, you know, it was good to see a player like Jamal Crawford, who, you know, is, is well-respected, and, you know, especially being a former Bull, we really have an affinity for Jamal Crawford, I'll say that for myself that I do, and it was good to see this, and I feel like this is a solid overall list, and, you know, this be something that I hope he's ready for uh going into the season, because God forbid one of these players has a down year or anything like that, he's going to get absolutely murdered, but you know, I think it was a fun a stream, a fun topic. And, you know, Jamal Crawford putting his uh putting it on wax as far as saying, you know, who he feels the top shooting guards are in the list. And you gotta watch the video as well on Bleach Report because he did not back down from any critiques or comments either in the comment section. And you know, a lot of times where you have these uh, former players that get into these type of streams they don't really interact with the audience a lot right and you know it was good to see that Jamal Crawford didn't have that he very much so interacted with that live audience and the people there interacting with them poked fun at some people as well so like it was just a fun stream and shout out to Jamal Crawford for putting that together but to get off of that right we know that bull's training camp opens on the second right media day is this Sunday that following Monday training camp starts and we have a week of training camp before leading off to our first uh preseason game on Sunday, uh, next Sunday, I should say, not this upcoming Sunday, but we want to talk about the biggest questions that the Chicago Bulls have to answer in training camp, right? And so the first one is who your starting point guard is going to be, right? You have uh, Kobe White, you have Javon Carter, who are kind of the front runners that most people are thinking outside. Some people still think that Io Desumu has a chance to maybe still win that position. I'm kind of out on that part of it, but when it comes down to it, right, I think that the decision and who's going to be the starting point guard, drastically changes how this team plays right and that's not to say kobe is no slouch anymore defensively at least in the last two seasons he's really shown that he's made steps and strides defensively but he's still not the defender that javon carter is and he's also not the shooter that javon carter is but he's a better scorer than javon carter is at least on paper a more versatile scorer right so having those one of those two players in your starting point guard role to me it changes a lot of what i would how i would run the offense right if you have javon carter out there you can still run some things through him, but I still think Billy Donovan's, I mean, Billy Donovan, that uh, that De- DeMar Rosen is still going to have most of the primary ball handling uh, opportunities. If you start Kobe White, I think that that signifies that you have to make a change with how you fundamentally run this offense, meaning that you have to, at that point, go more inside out with Nikola Vucevic, use him as a Jokic light at times, and use uh, Kobe White as Jamal Murray light in a way, right? I think that you have to make that change Open up more off-ball opportunities for Kobe and Zach and P. Will in the case, and still have opportunities where Demar Derozan he's still going to have the ball in his hands and run the offense some as well because that's just his strengths. And you're going to play to a player like Demar Derozan's strengths as well. But I think that when you we, the answer to that question right is going to really change some in that starting lineup. And while Kobe White is, is really stepped it up defensively, he hasn't shown to be the type of disruptive defender consistently that Javon Carter has over the course of his NBA career. So I think those two things really could signify a big change for the Chicago Bulls and how they run, but that is one of the first questions that I'm sure Billy Donovan's going to be looking at. Who is going to be that starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls? That is a hugely important thing. That is one of the biggest questions. And then to a little bit lesser of a degree, as well as the starting power forward, right? And, you know, I, Patrick Williams should be that. And I think that Torrey Craig is going to come in and push for that role as well, as he rightfully should as a veteran that is used to playing with ball-dominant players that understands how to get his. Even if, you know, Torrey Craig doesn't have the 39% shooting from from three like he did last season, he's always been a solid three-point shooter. And I think the, his ability to hit that open three that's going to come naturally with the way that this team operates on that corner three, I definitely trust Torrey Craig to hit that. But I, like I said before, I would, I want Patrick Williams to come in and be so good mentally and mentality and understanding how he needs to impact the game of basketball that that starting power forward role is his, right? But I do think that you know Torrey Craig is going to push for that. I don't think, at least not theoretically, with the size that we've added, that is that Billy Donovan's going to go to Alex Caruso still being in starter four. But again, with a Billy Donovan run team, you never quite know with things like that. But I really think that you're going to have to answer that question as well on on who's your starting power forward. And hopefully the answer to that question is that Patrick Williams comes into training camp in a way and performs in a way that it's like, no, P. will is that starting power forward. And we're still going to have plenty of minutes for Torrey Craig playing that backup three slash four role. Right. And then next up is one of the biggest questions and something I've been drilling home all offseason is the team identity. What is going to be the identity for that Chicago Bulls team? Right. And that is something that we've heard, that we heard last season in training camp. The first day, the first clip that came out from Training Camp was Billy Donovan saying, right now we need to establish an identity. And we didn't establish that identity until after a midseason buyout signing and Patrick Beverly came on and then the Bulls had a little bit of edge, right? But now that you've had you have Javon Carter to be there, you have your full roster set, right? That rotation is is we have spots in the starting lineup, but pretty much you know who your nine rotational players are gonna be. Um that tenth can flex, right? And you want to see this team build that identity. The identity is going to be the things that help the Bulls avoid things like giving up the double-digit leads like they did so often last season. It's going to be the thing that helps the Chicago Bulls win some of those closer games that they lost last season, those 17 close games that they lost last season. It's going to help those type of things with the Chicago Bulls. That's what you really want to see this Bulls team get to, I feel like. And the team identity and how you build that out in training camp is going to be one of the most important things to establish right away and early in training camp. And if the Bulls can do that, that then kind of sets that tone, right? And it kind of sets that expectation for everyone going into that area. And so that's what we hope. And then lastly, the last question that I think that we're going to have to get an answer over through training camp or start feeling like, um, and then it's going to be more so answered in the season, though, is but it's is there a future with this core, right? When you look at this core three, Nikola Vucevic has already said it. This may be the last run with this core three of players because DeMar DeRozan being a free agent, things like that, right? But is there a legitimate future with this core? And outside just the core three, right, you got to look at those young core players as well, right? And Kobe White, Iota Sumu, Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, right? What is that? What does that core look like, right? What, What is the core of those players? What is the future of that? Do you see one of those players really making that step up that you need them to make to really up the ceiling of this team? Those are the type of questions that we have, and I think that most people would be fair to have, but I want to hear from you guys. What are some of the biggest questions that you guys still have that you think that the Bulls need to answer or find an answer to in training camp and throughout the preseason? Let me know what you guys think on that as well down below. But I want to get into this next one. You guys know I like to break down articles from around because I read just about everything like it just is what it is. I read everything that's out there with the Bulls. It's how I stay in touch and in tune. But uh, there's an article, Stephen... Bellick, I think is his name. Steven Belsick uh, is the guy's name. And he wrote an article over on um, SI, Sports Illustrated, and he asked, Arturis Karnasova, will Arturis Karnasova be on the hot seat this season? And so, you know, that is a question that I think that most Bulls fans understand the answer to that are actually in tune with this team. And the answer to that is simply no, right? No. like, And here's the thing, and the reason why I say that is that there's never really been somebody who's held that that role of president of basketball operations that's really held it for less than a decade, right? You get close to that. Um, Now going into, what, his fourth year now running this team and taking it since he took over it, his fourth season, it's not—has there been misses? Yes, absolutely. Has he been perfect? Hell no, he's not been perfect. Has he done things that have frustrated the hell out of me and Bulls Nation? Absolutely, Arturis Karnasova has. But I think when you look at it as a team— uh, or as a fan base, I think sometimes that we can forget, like, the team that he built, the team that he had a vision for, and having Lonzo Ball on that team, right, and, and that, it was working, right? And even though I had my doubts on the long-term success, I know a lot of people hold on to the fact that the Bulls were number one team in the East during that run. They wouldn't have held on to that, I just don't think, right? But when you when you build a team, you go out there, you make the move for Vooch, then you go out there and make subsequent moves, and it's working, right? And then think, keep in mind, we have now gone through two free agent periods in which AK could have added and tried to fill the gaps that that team had, but instead we're trying to just catch back up to what that team was. And has he adjusted well to the Lonzo Ball injury? No, he has not. He has not adjusted his plan well at all after Lonzo Ball went down, and that is a cause for concern, absolutely, right? And a lot of the young players that he drafted, the raw young players, have not turned out the way that we would have hoped by now. You got a player like Io who really showed and flashed like as a, value that he got out of that pick, really good. I think is going to get back to that at some point. Patrick Williams has only scratched the surface still, and you know, Bulls fans are still asking rightfully, so like, alright, but when are we going to see it, right? And this team has struggled, but I think that when you look at the evaluating the moves fully, that team that he originally built was working, and I think that we, it, it's easy, us as fans and people who play 2K, to just think, oh, well, boom, you just do this, this, and this, and we back going. It's not always that simple. You got to think about the future. You got to think of cap. And I do think that AK has really looked at the, the summer of 2025. They'll have all their own trade assets. They can have uh, what I, it's upwards of like almost $60 million in cap space that's after potentially re signing DeMar and Patrick Williams, that you can still have that much cap space. That's probably the next time AK is going to make his move. He made his move. He went out and got Demar. He went out and got Lonzo. He went and got Vooch. And it took a lot of first-round picks to get that done. I think now AK is going to try to build more organically. He's going to wait till the next time he has true cap space. He's going to keep his own first-round picks to kind of always have more bites at the apple at young talent that you can bring into this team that you see upside for. And I think that summer of 2025, if that if we get to that point and what AK does or does not do at that time does not change or raise the the ceiling of this Bulls team. At that point, that's when the clock starts ticking. And I think that's a fair time of evaluation as well. And, you know, that's not to say that Billy Donovan may not be changed or other things on this team may not be changed. But what AK has done in the last couple of, you know, years, added ahead of player development, right? Um, and so, you know, you added that. You also add in the shooting coaches down there in the G League um, w- working with the Windy City Bulls, right? And then uh, the, recently he added yet another uh, player development coach, which I keep forgetting the coach's name is like Alex something, and I, somebody asked as well. And I and I keep forgetting who they added. They just added somebody else other than Peter Patton. So we added Peter Patton back in July. They added Alex Cotton, something like that. They added another guy um, to this to the uh, to the player development team. So the Bulls are doubling down on player development, adding another uh, player development coach. So at, at the end of the day, right, the Bulls are continuing are, are trying to correct some of the wrong things that had on the, had on the team. So often, you know, with with this team, people have said, you know, the the lack of player development, which has really been a thing. Um, And so, you know, adding now and focusing more on player development, getting some better choices right with their having more cap flexibility in 2025, seeing what a player like Ernolop Lopp brings to the team, which could end up being a very good quality signing down there for the Chicago Bulls as well. So, you know. That's that's the things that we're looking to see from this Bulls team, and I think that this team is really starting to turn things around. And we'll see, man. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll see what ultimately happens. But I don't think AK is on the hot seat anytime soon. Um, but hey, we'll, we'll we'll see on that one. But make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns bullcentralpod at gmail.com lastly if you want to uh, leave a voicemail and or text message the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related thanks to you guys and like i liked in every episode on go bulls love you guys see red right if you can y'all peace this has been a presentation of the break break media, break. media.